Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Weekly Wilson. I am one of your humble hosts, Brian Wilson. And I am your proud host, Jay Wilson. Alright, so we... I'm gonna level with you guys right off the bat. Don't have a lot to talk about this week. Nope. We we did not pick, uh, like, a deep-cutting question or hot current topic, current event to talk about, so we're just, I think we're just gonna talk about our weeks and go on every possible tangent we can think of. There's no limits this week. Well, I don't like being lumped in in the people who don't have a hot cutting question because I do have a hot cutting question laying in the wings, but you've chosen to just forego any, um, any actual (laughs) topics. (laughs) Let I it be known that Brian is against you podcasting wanted... topics. <laughs> I said if you had a topic, we could just freaking go for it. Well, but you said you needed time to get prepared, so maybe <laughs> now we're now looking just... unprofessional because we're talking about it. No, I just want to put you on blast on our podcast. This is the biggest platform I have, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there is a chance I'll just spring this uh, real uh, hot button issue on you in the middle of the podcast. So keep your eyes peeled bring it on well i i actually do have a hot cutting topic now that you mention it <laughs> we're gonna go punch you, for punch <laughs> usually we leave the random small things for the end of the podcast i think i want to open up with one because this was something that came up when i was uh at sydney's fam with sydney's family for the holidays all right um and it is a hot cutting topic it is how to properly use a knife when you're eating food Ooh, i have thoughts on this Oh, good. We already <laughs> hit a gold song. <laughs> we may stay afloat for episode 13 yet. <laughs> if we don't hit an hour, we're going to get canceled. Nope, yeah. Okay, so anyways, what uh, what hand do you hold your knife in when you're eating? My right hand. Oh, you freaking fool. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently that's the socially accepted hand. Yeah. All right, I'd like to hear you justify this. I'm going to open, I would like to open my opening statement. Okay, go for it. So, so if you're right-handed, you're supposed to have your knife in your right hand. Precisely. So I was eating dinner, and I have my knife in my left hand, where it belongs. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Sydney's mom was like, Brian, are you left-handed? I was like, no. And she was like oh, well, you're using your knife in your left hand. And then <laughs> nobody said this, but I kind of wanted someone to be like, is that why all the place settings were backwards yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> because in my head, I'm like, oh, the knife defends the spoon from the fork, but it's the fork defends the spoon from the knife or whatever. Anyways, no, it's the other one. No, yeah, the fork defends the spoon from the knife. No, the no. knife defends... No, yeah, I'm getting all mixed up. Yeah. I did it wrong. I put the knife on the left because I pick up my knife with my left hand. Do you remember the episode of Spongebob where he only remembers waitering tactics? Yeah, see, that's what I thought about. That, <laughs> that's what I thought about when I was like, oh, I should have known this because the only thing he can remember is fork on the left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that should have been my cue. But my cue is just, I don't know, setting it up how I instinctively use it, which is my knife in my left hand. And I have reasons Okay. I feel like I'm not unjustified in this misunderstanding. Well, because... hurry along your uh, your reasons, because I really am in a rush to tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> okay, well, I'm trying to milk this, Jay. <laughs> That's fair. Actually, take your time. 
<laughs> I'm trying to add dramatic effect. Okay. Um. Anyways, so tell me, Jay, when you <laughs> are eating with just a fork, what hand do you use? Oh, my right hand. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So then why, in God's name, <laughs> would you move your fork to your left hand to use a knife? You're so used to using your fork in your right hand. Now I have to learn to use my fork in my left hand also? Yeah. No. Just learn the knife in your left hand. Everything's good. Your rebuttal, sir. Alright, so Brian, let me ask you this. Have you ever had a very, very tough steak? It's been a while, I'll be honest. It's been a while! But, um, it's been a while. <laughs> um, but... I, I don't wish a tough steak upon my worst enemy, but if you ever have had to, like, put power behind the knife, you want it in your dominant hand. Okay. So that's why you that's just hold fair. it with the fork, and then you can really get at it with the knife. And then just... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. That's the reasons I've always heard. Because you, don't, you okay. don't need a lot of power to hold the food there and then lift it to your mouth. But, it, like, you're really getting the power stroke with your dominant hand. And then that makes sense then. Okay, so now I'm not using a knife. I'm only using a fork. Oh, I would transfer the fork to my more powerful hand and now I can eat. And then it also justifies why the spoon is on the right with the knife because you're only ever going to eat with a spoon. You don't need a spoon and a knife. So why would this knife be on the left, in the left hand? Right. Okay, okay. So it justifies a lot of the classic um, table-setting conventions. Okay, so that makes sense with a steak knife, but, I mean, you, in a place setting, you will also sometimes use a butter knife, right? Yeah. Okay, you're never cutting a tough steak with a butter knife. No, but I'm, like, so used to cutting steaks with a butter knife that I'm being like, why would I hold a butter knife in my left hand? Or, I'm so used to cutting steaks with a steak knife that I yeah. would be like, why would I hold a butter knife in my left hand? Okay, which also leads to the question, what are you using the butter knife for in your meal? To, like, cut other things. Yeah. Like, I feel like being vegetarian, I've, I'm now realizing for the first time that it has been a very long time since I've had to cut through tough food. What about, like, if you're preparing a baked potato? A baked potato? Oh, like, cutting it and getting it ready to eat? Yeah. Hmm... I don't know, yeah, I guess I might put the butter knife in my right hand for that, too. Or, like, what about what about when you're eating lasagna? No, yeah, fork in the right, knife in the left. Yeah, so, like, you, there's reasons to use a knife. Also, like, I grew very accustomed to using a knife. Um, <clears throat> my All of my, uh, my opinions regarding this were originated from freshman year of college when using utensils and knives, like, and all that stuff... Uh, warrants no further dishes for me than if I didn't use them. So uh-huh. then I should just use them. But um, I remember it was in the first like week or two, I was sitting at uh, lunch with a British foreign exchange student, and he immediately started making fun of me for the way I used my silverware. And I was like, well, how do you use your silverware? And then he said that, oh, well, you're supposed to put your, like, Knife in your right hand, fork in your left hand, and then, like, he showed me how to hold a fork different that, like, is very conducive to eating, and I love that. So then I, now I just feel so fancy when I'm doing it that I, like, kind of want to. And it's also, like, very useful to just have two utensils, like, one in each hand, because then you can, like, 
situate things on your fork and you can like just you're you're much more opposable and dexterous with your eating when you're using two utensils yeah yeah yeah. that's why i think i've come so uh so accustomed to knife in the left hand because i am rarely using a knife to aggressively cut things and i'm more often using it just as like a manipulator like a a scoop or a like using it to arrange food on my plate or scoop food into my fork or spoon. Yeah. So. What I what I found though is that like the amount of uh, deftness required to eat things is like far far below the bar of like how much um, coordination you have with your offhand. You know. It's like you, you, mean? you can't just, like, choose to write with your left hand because, like, you can't. It's like you have a handedness for that, and it, like, requires a lot of, like, finesse, you know? Yeah. But, like, eating with a fork, like, you don't, it's not a lot of fine movements. Like, you just get food on, put it in mouth, like. Yeah. You know? I'm saying it's very easy to be an ambidextrous eater. Yeah, like, now I'm so used to holding a fork in my left hand that, like, well, at least when I have a knife, that it's like it feels natural when I'm holding two things with a fork to be in the left and for that to be like doing all the business. Okay. But then, like, what about? Sorry. <laughs> do you ever get around to? Uh, how about this question? Is uh, if you have your phone as your second utensil, is it fork in the right, phone in the left, or fork in the left, phone in the right? If someone is counting their phone as a utensil when they're eating, then I don't want to eat a meal with them. <laughs> you never use your phone to eat cereal. no i did have a phone case that had a fork spoon and knife in it once though but did you really no (laughs) oh (laughs) that's how you got everything just in one hand (laughs) that's an idea from new girl isn't it oh yeah the uh real apps (laughs) real apps yeah (laughs) real apps well see i've come to that because when i eat alone at restaurants i prefer I like to read Mm. while I'm eating, so I have, and I read on my phone, so. Animal. Yeah, which is why it's really important for me to have one of those phone cases with the kickstand. Oh, yeah. Because that helps, because then I can just set that on the table and read, and then I, but then I still, even if I'm using both my hands to eat, then I still have to swipe the next page. Yeah, no, that's the worst. (laughs) Yeah, the jury's still out on how to effectively do that. I need, I need a, a knife. But with one of the, uh, like, haptic tips so that I can be eating with my knife and then just use my knife to turn the page. Or or it's a fork with a serrated edge that then, like, the, the fork gesticulates in and out within, like, a sleeve. So then you can just, like, hold it and then slowly cut through something and then stab it. <laughs> yes, I need power tools for eating utensils. <laughs> I think if we use an impact drill, it could handle almost anything. <laughs> All right. I think we've sufficiently covered utensils. Okay. At least I think that's everything I had to say about utensils. Did I win you over? How, like, how are you going to hold your utensils from now on? I'm going to take the un-American approach and say I can see the value in both options. You're the worst. What do you th- <laughs> <laughs> well, like, what I do works really well for me. And apparently other people have their reasons for doing what they do. So I think... I and other people should both be okay with both with each person using the way that works best for them. But you're different, so I'm angry. <laughs> um, no, that's 
That makes sense. But wait, how do you actually hold your fork when you're eating with a fork and knife? Like, uh, one last thing to unpack. Like, um... Like you would hold a pencil? Yeah. Basically. Yeah, Wrong. exactly how I would hold a pencil. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I also got called out for that by Sydney's family. Yeah, so... Well, recently... Or not recently. This was also in the windfall of me learning fine dining from a British man. Um, I hold them... I hold the fork with my index finger, like, on the back of the fork. Like, not quite at the prongs, but, like, just be... Or tines, but just behind them, you know? Okay. Like, on the yeah. convex side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's so ergonomic, because then you can, like... You have the power of your index finger pressing into the food, but then you, you're right here, so then, like, the tines are holding it, and then just... Oh, yeah, right there. So you've adjusted to holding it concave down, then? Yeah, no, like, I feel, like, silly regardless if I don't do that because like I can't I don't have the power and then it's like oh man yeah like unless I'm scooping I cannot bring myself to hold a fork like that and if I'm scooping I want to use a spoon these days yeah what if you're eating like a casserole what kind of casserole I don't know sweet potato casserole spoon then I hold it like yeah I guess then I flip the grip and I have like overhand holding like close to the tines like not quite like still on the neck of the fork between my uh, index finger and thumb and then I use the knife to then like push stuff (laughs) on and then like this is riveting content yeah but but yeah now that I think about it like not holding it concave up to like stab your food is like you'd have to go to a really weird angle (laughs) doesn't make much sense I bet you hold it concave down when you're stabbing. Probably. Yeah, but that just seems like there's a lot of unnecessary, like, rotation then. Well, you, I don't know. It, and like unless you're, you're like, dish it, you're changes like, while you're eating, then it should stay the same from, for at I least know, one whole meal. That's what I'm saying. If you're holding it concave up, you're probably doing a lot of, like, finger gymnastics that you don't <laughs> even think about. Yeah. Crazy stuff, man. Unless, unless they made a fork that had no... Caveness. See, yeah, the wooden fork that I have is basically just straight. Oh. And I'm like, maybe this is what a fork should be. But then you can't do the power index finger. Yeah, no, they're supposed to have caveness, I think. And they're supposed to be concave down. But if they're supposed to be concave down, then why is the proper storage position concave up? And, like, when you get designs and fancy, like embroidery it's not embroidery but you know what i mean like on the fork it's facing up because that implies that when you're holding it concave down that it's upside down well that's because when you set the table you want it to look pretty well yeah but that's what i'm saying like what if our whole lives we were just trained that like oh a fork right side up is it being set concave down i don't know man then they would have decorated the other side of the handle and it would look right Plus, it would be less of a hazard to accidentally poke yourself when you smack your hand down on the table to make a very aggressive point before dinner's served. Or when you're playing forks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, goodness. You know, that gets me thinking, like, how much did they really put into the thought of the design of the fork? Because that curve is crucial. Yeah. And so many people aren't using it right. Yeah. But also, you know what this has gotten me thinking? What? No matter what they're eating, like, Eastern culture, chopsticks. Yeah. 
how'd they land on that one? I don't know. Like, they're easier to make, for sure, but then they just stuck with it through, like, the Industrial Revolution. I know. Like, they they're, eat everything with that. They are probably just like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, I don't know. Like, but they had to, to, like, overcome... The... They had to, like, overcome some barriers to make this work for some stuff. Like, you can't tell me that they saw rice for the first time, and they're just like, oh, we can eat this with chopsticks. <laughs> like, nobody was deterred. <laughs> Well, you do, th- do you think when they cooked the rice, they were like, it's sticky enough, this is fine. Yeah, sticky rice is, like, easy enough to eat with chopsticks. But then, like, freaking noodles? You can't tell me that's intuitive, right? Well, I guess, like, shoot, eating noodles is weird. Like, you have to have a weird technique for forks, too. Yeah. Really, whoever came up with noodles was just messing with everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like to see them try to eat this one. Yeah. <laughs> <A> long, floppy... <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, so, I can't tell if I like Chopsticks more I'm upset that they, like, put in no imaginative power to, like, make it yeah. easier. Yeah, like, you'd think Chopsticks seem like something that we should, at this point, be like, ancient cultures used these two <laughs> sticks to eat their food. Yeah, but, like, in one sense, you-, you don't need multiple, you don't need, like, a table set you just have your instrument for eating and then there's so much easier to clean you only have one thing it's like oh do we have chopsticks plates and cups like we have fork knife spoon like salad fork salad fork soup spoon (laughs) butter knife steak knife but like to be fair you can't chop a steak with a chopstick that's what i was just gonna say how do they eat like pork chops well if you think about most of their dishes it's not like when they like you think like a at a restaurant. Or remember when the Hilliers would bring steak to, like, a picnic? It would be in strips. Interesting. Well, someone at some point had to cut those. Well, yeah, so they had knives. They also had, like, yeah. They just don't use them at the dinner table. No, it's like, I guess that would be like, well, why would I use a knife? I'm not the cook. Interesting. Yeah, because, Ooh. like, Japanese, like, sushi knives are coveted. Are they? Not coveted, but, like, I feel like that's... When someone says, oh, I have a Japanese sushi knife, you're like, ooh, that's a good knife. Okay. So they do have knife technology. (laughs) We don't need to run this one up the flagpole, but... (laughs) They're just holding out. Something is going on. I think where I've landed is I do think chopsticks are better, just for simplicity's sake. Mm -hmm. But then do you hold the... One chopstick. Which one do you hold in your left hand? Oh, I hold the uh, right chopstick in my left hand. <laughs> oh, you idiot. <laughs> Dang it, I knew that's why I was called a right chopstick. <laughs> that's why they all have an R and an L on them. <laughs> oh, man, that would be kind of funny. I like that. Like, that's the level of joke that I really like, if the chopsticks had R and L on them. <laughs> like, what? Dude, I just got new socks. And they're one of those socks that have, like, R on the right sock, L on the left sock. And I'm like, yeah. why do they do this? Like, I got visibly annoyed, and Sydney was like, oh, you don't like that? I was like, no, I don't like that. Why not? <laughs> I like to just grab my sock and put it on. I don't like, have to take the extra, granted, it's only a few seconds, but, like, the extra few seconds to differentiate, like, oh, is this my right sock or left sock? It's like, who cares? It goes on your foot. But then they can, like, put effort into designing it for your right or left foot like but like uh what was it elite socks like they have specific padding and stuff 
Okay, but see, you don't need that. <laughs> I guess my... When you're non- blowing out socks as quick as your clown feet do. <laughs> um, my, my preference for non-designated socks is analogous to Eastern culture's preference for chopsticks. Because they're like, it's, it's simple. It's one thing, it works wherever you use it. Yeah. We don't need any of that other, other fancy schmancy baloney. I want one unlabeled garment that can go anywhere on my body. <laughs> you just need six jumps. of them to go out in public. <laughs> I want footy pajamas all the time. Well, no, but imagine if there was, like, one article of clothing where you, like, you needed one for each foot, you need one for your, like, lower region, one for your upper region, and then, like, you could wear one on your head as a decoration. Like, <laughs> you'd just be like, dang, I, I, I'm missing a, clo- a clothes. I need four yeah. clothes. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever worn a shirt as pants? I feel like I have to have at least like done it. Like not yeah, like, like gone out, but like did it just to put, do it. Yeah, you put your legs through the sleeves. Yeah. I know I've worn shorts <laughs> as a shirt too. Really? It's kind of like a weird like tube top one sleeve kind of deal. Oh yeah. And then your other arm is just or, like, one of those, I don't know, it's a dress style where it, like, comes across one shoulder. Yeah. No, I've done that, too. Yeah. You wear your shorts as a dress. Yeah. It's classic. <laughs> classic. <laughs> and then and then what you do is then you're in your room and you have your shorts on as a dress and you look in the mirror <laughs> and then you're just like, nice. <laughs> nice. And then you do something else with your day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's one of those uh, <laughs> freshman year of college, ten snow days in a row, stuck in <laughs> kind of things. Yeah, I guess so. Because then we also we also did the thing where you wear your shorts as your shorts and your shirt. Wait. And you have your you have your or no, it's you wear a hoodie. You put your legs through the arms of a hoodie, but also your head through the hood. <laughs> It's disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, so you're wearing the hoodie on your legs and then you, like, went through and put your head through the hoodie? Yeah. And then your arms are just, like, shriveled up in there. <laughs> and then you try to, so then you try to walk around. It's kind of like being Waddle Doo. And, but you try to walk around and if you lose your balance, you can't use your arms to catch yourself. <laughs> I need to find a crappy hoodie so I can do this. Yeah, I can send you a clip of Kyle doing it. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. I've never heard of that. Um, oh, boy. Oh, jeez. So do we want to, like, get into what happened this week with each of us? Yeah. You want to open? I sure could. I know what's been up with you. Whole yeah, so, so, uh, well, I did have the one big development. So, I talked to you, I talked to you about this, and I've talked to several others since then, but, um, recently... I believe the date was the 8th, I got my sourdough baking supplies. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, so put on this wagon early. Yeah, get ahead of the curve. I uh, got my bread proofing basket with linen cover. Um, some weird like razor blade at the end of a stick that is for like something with dough, I assume. Um... <laughs> And then a dough scraper and, like, a, a thermometer for my, like, bread, I guess. And then uh, a food scale to measure my ratios of flowers and uh, all sorts of goodies. But along with that same shipment, 
I finally got a replacement watch for the one <laughs> I lost. There's nothing on your wrist <laughs> <right now. laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm not used to wearing one again quite yet, but uh, I got one. It's on the desk. Um, it's weird trying to adjust to having a watch again. Let me tell you, because really? I was without, you I was got without used one. used to not having a watch? Yeah, I was without one for like a month. Okay, I charged mine today, and it felt weird having a naked wrist all day. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I kind of like it sometimes. I feel like I'm getting back to nature. <laughs> yeah, back to my roots. Like, I just don't have any, like, equipment attached to me. You know, it's weird. Like I don't know. Having stuff on my wrists kind of makes me feel like... It makes me feel like Sonic the Hedgehog. Does that sound weird? <laughs> I mean a little I don't know why it, it makes me feel like Sonic the Hedgehog And that makes me feel good about myself I mean, that's good Like, confidence <laughs> I don't really have any justification for that But well, I like it <laughs> Yeah I don't know, I feel like he had, like, rings huh. I don't know, rings are a thing in Sonic And he had, like, maybe it was his gloves Had really big cuffs Yeah I don't know well, also, we would get, like, items. Like, you'd get the one, like, emerald bracelet, and then it would, like, let you do stuff. Or, like, there was one that, like, attracted rings to you. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. He had, he had, he had some stuff on his wrists. Okay, yeah. But also... Right, I'm, not, I'm not crazy. No, yeah, so I don't, um, I don't really think about my watch that way, but I do think about... I like having more than one, like, friendship-style bracelet on my right wrist. Okay. Like, that just makes me feel, like, I don't know, cute, I guess. Yeah. See, I have my road ID and a hair tie, so it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it's funny, like, I, I don't know, I really like wearing a watch just specifically because, like, I, you get to be like, oh, what time is it? And you, it's right there all the time. Yeah. Like, people so do, convenient. Do you know what time it is? And she's like, yeah, I know what time it is. Um, which is weird though. You don't know what time it is? Freaking nerd. <laughs> yeah. But when people ask me, even when I had a watch, I would still always immediately say, party time. And then like, as I'm looking for my watch. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but that was a big development. Also, <laughs> I have COVID. All right. We can skip that one. Yeah. Um, That's not interesting. <laughs> so I went down a big, uh, rabbit hole of Caitlyn Jenner recently. Um, <laughs> oh wait, no. are we skipping over? <laughs> no, we're not going to skip over it. I did actually go down a rabbit hole of Caitlyn Jenner content, but we can get to that later. Um, Teaser. <laughs> barely know her. But, um, so I did get COVID, which is a bummer to say the least. Um, basic... Is it confirmed that yeah. you do have it now? So okay. I finally got confirmed. That's a whole other story. So, I initially started feeling bad, like, I didn't sleep very well Sunday night, last Sunday, um, and then I woke up, just felt like poop. Not very, very bad, like, still, oh, I'll go for my run, and I just, like, felt tired during the run, and I was okay, like... So, like, a nice, firm poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, a firm poop. But... Go on. Then... When I got back, I, like, had, like, the post-run blues, as you've called them sometimes. Like, I was just, like, cold and, like, tired. Like, a little sad. Oof. Yeah. yeah. That's not a good sign. No, yeah. So, I was, like, laying on the daybed in our living room, just, like, fetal position on the side. Or should I say fecal position? Oh, <laughs> oh no. Felt like poop. But. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, my friends, was another poop reference. Hey. 
But um, anyways, then I was just like, well, maybe I just need to eat breakfast. Ate breakfast, still didn't feel good. Just like felt like poop all day. Then by the end of the day, or did I check my temperature that day? I don't think I did. I think I just laid around all day. But then the next day, maybe it was that day. I don't know. I checked my temperature at one point. It was like 99. So I was like, that's not good, but like, not a fever. Not tangerly fever, yeah. Yeah. So then I woke up the next day, felt worse, and I was like, okay, I should probably lay around again all day. So then I did. Um, I was in a, in a very weird, like, fugue state. Like, my brain was not firing on all cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> but. I just watched a lot of Critical Role and, like, other content and just mm-hmm. hung around. I think I finished uh, Queen's Gambit on Tuesday, Ooh. which was very, very good. I highly recommend it. Um, okay. It's already been recommended on another podcast you and I both listen to. Yeah, I think it's been recommended by everyone everywhere at this point. Yeah, it's really good. You'd like it. Um, but, so I really just laid around all week. Then I, but I think on Monday even... I scheduled a test, a COVID test for Thursday, because I was the soonest I could get into the little clinic at Kroger, um, which was ridiculous. Then on Wednesday, one of my roommates calls down to my sickness dungeon in the basement and says, hey, Jay, I just got my COVID test scheduled for three o'clock today, so you should schedule yours too at UC. I was like, okay, I didn't know UC was doing tests, and those ones are probably free. So I scheduled that, got tested on Wednesday. And then there was, like, nobody at the test. So I figured, oh, I should get my results back really soon. That'll be great. Not what happened. So, (laughs) basically, I got tested. That felt not great, but all right. Oh, wait, I almost forgot. There was, like, a whole big story with me getting my test that I wanted to talk to you about. But I refrained. Yeah, no, that was a whole experience in itself. So... Jay Wilson in his fugue state stumbles out of the house to walk to his COVID test uh, with... First time was, seeing sunlight in three days. I was like, <gasps> but, um, but uh, my roommate walked with me. I just was masked up the whole time because I didn't want to breathe on her. But, um, so we walked all the way there. Like, I didn't feel bad, but I was just kind of, like, dazed. Um, <clears throat> and first of all, we took an entrance to the gym that I'd never used before. I was completely lost. But then we walk in, and basically you just talk to somebody at one desk, and then they uh, told you, okay, you're checked in, go to somebody behind me, and they'll give you the actual test. So I was like, okay. So I go to one person's desk, and they say, all right, go to the person behind me, and then I walk up to that person. And as I'm walking towards them, I'm like, oh, man, I know this dude. Who is this dude? But he's, like, wearing a mask and, like, scrubs, so there's not much to go off of there. But I just saw his face, and I was like, I know this man very well what is his name like where do i know him from i couldn't remember anything about this dude so then he's just like oh jake what's up and first of all unfair that he got to meet me in this setting because he had my name from me checking in yeah like he was giving me a medical test like he knew my name from jump so like i'm sitting there i grew my (laughs) hair way out and like have a mask on but he still knows my name hook line and sinker yeah yeah but then I'm just like, shit, 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 where's this guy from? <laughs> I guess I'm swearing again. But, um, <laughs> we're, like, making small talk. He's, like, asking me about, like, what I'm up to. I'm telling him about my co-op. I, like, forgot to ask him very much about what he was doing. But he said, 
yeah, I was wondering when I would test you. I've been coming over here to help the tests. And I'm just like, he was wondering when he would test me specifically. Why? Like, yeah. I'm just like, who is this man? He doesn't run. He's doing COVID tests, so I don't think he's an engineering student. He's got to be a nursing student. Why would I know a nursing student? Like, and I just, it was killing me. I was like, is he from, like, the frat that I rushed for, like, a week freshman year? Like, who is this man? So I was excited for this big reveal. Yeah, so I was really, like, concerned about that. Also, like, I was just super, like, the test passed in in a haze. Like, I was not with it. But, um... Then you realized the man was you. No, yeah, but, like, I was just, like, my mental state was so goofy that, um, I was joking with, uh, my roommate Claire on the way back. I was just like, oh, it's probably, like, Hunter, who's just another one of the roommates who lives in the house, but, like, uh-huh. doesn't hang out with us as much. It's like, yeah, it's probably Hunter. I just didn't recognize him, like, just because I'm that stupid right now. But, um, mm-hmm. but then we stopped. We made a stop for her, so I was just, like, sitting there on the sidewalk, and I was sitting there trying to think of who this guy was, and I had the inclination that maybe his name's Will. So then I looked okay. through my group me contacts, because that has, like, everybody. So then I was oh, looking yeah. through my contacts for Wills, because I thought that I knew him from some sort of distant connection like that, and I saw that what his name was, and it had a picture. And immediately when I saw the picture and the name, I was able to bring it together. He was my roommate from Kentucky when I was working with Toyota the first time. Wait, what? Yeah, so I had two roommates, and he was the one that I didn't hang out with as often. Oh. But I... And he goes to Cincinnati. No, he goes to UK. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, okay, so I still don't know why he was, like, helping out with UC, but he actually was one of my roommates is the funny thing. (laughs) Like... Yeah. I was just... Yeah. And that still also doesn't explain why he was waiting to give you specifically a test. Because he knows I go to UC. Yeah, but did he know you were going to be going in for a test? I think it was just like a little like, Josh and I like, huh, I was wondering when I would test you. Like, because I'm one of the people he knows at UC, but, oh man. Huh. That was a crazy one. Wow. But, Were, um, Were you able to get through the social interaction not feeling really stupid that you didn't remember his name? Yeah, like, I always feel like I am always happy enough to see people who I think I know that it doesn't seem like I don't know them. Um, mm-hmm. But I did like, say, hey, like... I completely recognize you, but yeah. I just don't know your name. But I said, hey, man, like, is that a dead giveaway? Like, I was like, oh, what's up, man? Like, how you doing? Like... Could be, but... Yeah. I feel like maybe people don't always read into it. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, no, so that was that was weird. But... Um, I figured the testing site was like a ghost town, so I was just like, um, oh, I'm probably going to get my test results back really quick. Wrong. Mm -hmm. So then I got the UC app to check if my test is positive or not, because that system updates automatically, I suppose. And I didn't know what that was happening with, but it said you're not approved to go on campus. So I was like, oh, I think that I'm supposed to have some campus access, but not, like, unlimited, so maybe mine's positive, because they said I'm not cleared. So I'm just like, hmm, that seems suspicious. And then, Uh like, I think a day or two later, I got an email that said, you are, you have either tested positive or are experiencing symptoms of COVID. 
And I was like, well, I know I have symptoms, but am I positive, though? Yeah. So I, like, emailed that lady back immediately to no response. And then I was talking to Dad, and he said, oh, yeah, I got a call from Idaho that said they were from UC, but that it was a weird area code because of Google Voice, but that they told him that he had COVID symptoms or tested positive. So the same thing as the email, but it was meant for me, but it went to Dad for some reason. And it was a phone call from Idaho that said yeah. they were from UC. So I'm like, well, that's They're sounds... just playing games with you, man. Yeah, and it was the same woman, too. So I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's the email I got, Dad. But, um, yeah, so I still don't know if I have COVID because they just keep saying that I either have symptoms or have tested positive. And the whole time I'm just like, hey, guys, I took a test. Can I see the test results, please? Well, since, since it didn't say and slash or, then you could have assumed that you weren't positive. Because it's one or the other. And you're like, I know I'm this one, so I must not be the other one. True. Like, you either have COVID or are experiencing symptoms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so I was just, like, very confused for, like, another four days after getting the test, even though, like... That long? Yeah, no, people kept, like, okay, so I got tested Wednesday, and then I kind of got results the same day, and then just yesterday was the first day that I knew. So it was Wednesday... Thursday, Friday, Saturday, until, like, they actually told me, oh, wait, no, yeah, you have COVID. And I'm just like, guys, this seems like a pretty poor system, like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I wonder I if was... you were overlooked, or if the system is just that bad for everybody that goes through it. Yeah, I don't know, but, um, well, my roommate, because they said that you were supposed to get an email with negative results and a call with positive results, and I never got a call, but I got an email that, like, said I had it, kind of. Yeah. I was like, first of all, that's weird. But then, yeah, that is, that's a dumb system from the get-go. It's yeah. like, why not just email or call for either result? Yeah. Or, like, well, I've heard it, too. Like, if you go to get, like, tested for STDs, they're like, no call, no, what is it? No news is good news. Like, they don't call you if you don't have anything, but then they call you if you have something. Do they give you, like, a time frame, at least? I mean, I think they do, probably, but, like... Because what but if then you got just, tested, and then they call you, like, a, a month year later. and a half later, <laughs> and they're like, hey... Hey, you got AIDS. You didn't do anything in the past year and a half, because, uh, you have super AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but... So I was getting, like, frustrated, and actually, like, I would get, like, irate when I would think about it, because then I would... I called her, like, multiple times, every day, and, like, emailed, and then, like, found different emails to email, and then I would get, like, similar auto-responses. Yeah. But um, but nobody would tell meanwhile, me whether or not I had COVID. And meanwhile, you're spending this entire time quarantined in your basement, right? Yeah, no, I haven't left the basement for seven Just days fuming. now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I haven't well, left the basement. You left, so you left for the COVID test, and that's the only time you've left the basement. Yeah. Oh man. Dude, I'm you're getting... You're like a troll. Crazy down here. <laughs> but um... No, I actually, like, went upstairs to check if I had a package delivered at one point, and, like, one of my roommates was straight up just like, Jay, what are you doing? Get back downstairs. I'm not trying to get sick. And I'm just like, ah, ah, like <laughs> Sorry, master. <laughs> yeah, sorry, master. But, um, <laughs> but I, I just call it my COVID dungeon. One of my roommates got me um, groceries the other day. It was actually the one who, like, yelled at me to get back downstairs. He's very nice. And like, yeah. <laughs> and it was actually very touching for somebody to give me groceries. I've never been that like dependent with, uh, uh-huh. for like one of my core human needs. Yeah. On one of my roommates, dude. 
when I had strep throat in Nebraska, <laughs> um, I think either Eric or Justin brought me like medicine and some groceries, I think, and I was just so undyingly grateful. No, yeah, like it honestly like almost brought a tear to my eye. Like I was like, I'm so grateful for these groceries. Like I was running pretty low on food, man. Yeah. But it was in such a weakened state. Yeah, so let that be a public service announcement. If anyone's ever sick and they like need something, it means a lot. You can yeah. make someone really happy just by helping them out a little bit. No, for real. But then, so I eventually got an email back that said, oh, sorry, I missed all of your calls and emails. Oh, that, my gosh. And then they said, you do have COVID. And, like, they were very concerned, like, are, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? Do I need to connect you with a nurse? Like, and No, I'm not okay. I died two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what's funny is that, I don't know if this is similar with you, like, immediately, like, all the rage subsides. I was like, oh, no, it's fine. I feel great. Like, <laughs> I just wanted to know for sure. Like, no worries. <laughs> there was no, like, it's about damn time. <laughs> no, like, literally, if anybody... I feel like I if there's a threshold, I haven't found it yet, but if somebody apologizes to me for something, for some way they wronged me sincerely, that is all I've ever needed. Yeah. I feel like feel? I usually immediately jump to the conclusion, too, that whatever circumstances occurred, it was probably not this person's fault, and they're just making first contact now. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, right. I... So, I guess, like, in hindsight... I did, like, call an email Thursday and Friday, and then they said, sorry, I had stepped away for the weekend. So, like, maybe I did have grounds to get upset, but, like, I don't know, for some... If I can choose between, like, getting very, very angry when people actually have wronged me, or being able to let the anger subside very, very easily, sometimes, like, too much, I would like to err on the side of too much, because, like, it's less skin off my nose, like, I spend less time being angry about it. Plus, yeah, like, being angry is just spreading negative energy into the world. It's, like, it's not going to help the situation at all. Yeah. The and only like, possible positive outcome is, like, they could maybe try harder in the future to make sure that doesn't happen to other people. Yeah. But for your personal situation, it's not going to help you any at this point. And yeah. you're just going to make them feel bad and make their day worse. Yeah. And in general, and like... make the rest of your interaction with that person worse. Yeah. So... And, like, I communicated, like, a lot. Like, I had a very high volume of information flying at that lady trying to give me my test results. But I also never, like, communicated angrily. Like, I was always just, like, I would always say, like, hey, Camila, like, it's Jay again. <laughs> I just I just wanted to check to see if uh, you could give me any information. Like, I was always, like, yeah, very, which, honestly, if you keep, can keep a level head when you're, like, trying to, I don't know, get help from somebody for something, it's probably more productive. Yeah, because, again, if you call and you're like, it's been days, what are you doing? <laughs> then it's like, she's not going to want to call you back. Yeah. She's going to be like, oh, geez, and that's going to make her more likely to put it off more. But yeah. if you're nice every time, then it's like, oh, I still haven't got back. I feel really bad. I want to do this as soon as possible. Yeah. So maybe it's like manipulative. Like, I really want someone to feel really bad, so then I'm extra nice. Yeah, there you go. Like the little old lady effect. It's like, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. See, I don't think we're really nice, we're just manipulative. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that was, that's been my experience. Now I'm just, like, sitting around waiting. I think I need to quarantine until the 16th, but I'm good. 
Oh, but, wow. So you're only like halfway through. Well, I don't like to think of it that way, but, um... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you're like over any sort of hump or like... No, yeah, ready like, to be unquarantined. The or? disease felt like it kind of took me out for like three days, and since then I've just kind of been hanging out. Oh, <laughs> over this whole like, because I've known of this debacle for a while and everything. Mm-hmm. This whole time, I have only thought like, "Wow, I hope Jay's not too bored quarantining." Never <laughs> once have I thought, "Is Jay's health good?" <laughs> yeah, I have not been concerned about your health <laughs> at all. Only your mental state from being locked in a basement. <laughs> Well, that's good to know. There was one period of time where I was, like, scared. I was just like, am I going to react really poorly and, like, maybe die? That'd be a bummer. Yeah, because that happens, like, seemingly randomly. No, yeah, like, young people have gotten very, very sick from this. But the only scary moment I had was, I think, Tuesday morning. I woke up and I, like, I, like, went, I, like, wiped my nose, like, with the back of my hand, like, not really getting all up in it. But then, like, I saw some blood and I was like, oh. And so then I, like, stuck a tissue up there a little bit. I was like, oh, there's a lot more blood now. So then I went to the sink in the bathroom and, like, got some tissue paper and blew my nose, and there was so much blood. Like, oh, no. at no point did my nose start bleeding, but it was just, like, so much just blood coming out of my nose. And I was like, that wow. was really gross. And then I would, like, pack up loogies, and they were just all blood. And I was like, oh, man, am I, like, am I going downhill right now? What is going on? Oh, but then it just this like this is unsettling. Yeah. No. <laughs> so then, uh, that but that stopped, and I was like, "Cool." I wonder if you had like blood in your lungs from a bunch of bacteria waging war or something. Dude, I don't know. Like it was pretty gross. But that's scary. I figured I would this like this week's episode of Jay is gross. <laughs> yeah. But I I figured I would like throw up if I actually was like ingesting a lot of blood, but I didn't, and it just stopped. Yeah. So I was just like, I guess that's okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's how most problems resolve yeah. themselves. I got I got scared to the point where I went to Google like dizzy bloody phlegm on like WebMD, but uh-huh. right before I typed that, I typed, "Should I Google my symptoms?" and then they said, "Probably not." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Better didn't to die th- a man's death. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's basically said, like, the, the internet does have information, but it's a lot more likely that you'll just get, like, medical-related anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> you'll like, just find... Basically, yeah, I found that. Anytime you Google a symptom, it's like, well, it's probably just the common cold or nothing, but it could be cancer. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so that was that was as close as I've gotten. I was like... No, nah, nah, I'm not going to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> but uh, as Dad would say, just get some good sleep. Like, get, get some good sleep? Yeah, like get a, get good rest good rest for a couple of days and you'll probably feel better. Do you ever yeah. feel that way? Like, that's what that's Dad's, like, hallmark advice for medical things? I mean, that is basically a good treatment for just about any ailment. Yeah. I knew somebody... Like, I, drink a, I drink a lot of water and I sleep for, like... 13 hours yeah and then you feel so much better well i also told you about my theory that like drinking ungodly amounts of orange juice helps yeah and i'm not on that bandwagon dude i tell you i drink a crap ton of orange juice when i get the cold in like five to seven days it's gone every time <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah well i can't argue with that data yeah oh man well 
that also reminds me of this, sorry, this haunts me to this day of this one time I told this joke and it didn't land. Um, <laughs> oh no. Well, it's not like Are a bad... Are you ready to tell it? Are you ready to tell it to the entire world? Yeah, it's not bad by any means. Like, there were no catastrophic fallout. And I've had jokes with catastrophic fallout that have haunted me less. But mm-hmm. I just think about this one where it's like, it's where you finish telling a joke and then it's like, oh, ah, wait, no. Like, they just didn't get it and you feel dumb. But yeah. basically what it was, I forget who I was telling the joke to. Maybe like a teacher. Because I think Bob, or... Our uh, running coach, Bob. Mm-hmm. I think he told me the joke. But, um... I told this to somebody. I said... You know, they say that, um... The average cold lasts, uh... Seven to ten days. But if you rest, drink plenty of fluids, and, um... Get good sleep, you can knock it out in a week and a half. <laughs> So, like, it's basically saying, you have a cold, it's gonna end at some point, but basically there's nothing you can do about it, is the joke. But I told that joke to somebody, and they said, no, yeah, fluid is really important. And I was like, no, wait, like, I wasn't actually giving medical advice, I'm just, ah, never mind. Those ones I just let go, I'm like, nope, they missed it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just roll with it. Yeah, but I still think about that sometimes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, do you want to hear about my week? Yeah, sorry I kept talking forever. Um, go no, for it's it. fine. That was all good stuff. Good, <laughs> like, <laughs> you had plenty to talk about. Yeah. I am just very... This past week, I went through a very sad phase. Oh, dang. Had some, had some bad news. Yeah. So, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast at all, but uh, my first outage of the season um, for this year is in southern Georgia, and my travel-in date is January 25th. Okay. So, end of the month. I went to do some pre-work, like set up some tools and stuff back in November. Yeah. So, I got my badge activated and everything. But then your badge is only active for 30 days if you don't swipe it. So, to keep my badge active, I had to keep coming back to the plant. It's like a six-hour drive every time and swipe my badge and then they also have to pay for my rental car a night in a hotel all this stuff and i was like hey guys is it really worth it for me to go back and swipe it in december and then again in early january just so that i don't have to in process again and they were like no yeah it'll be worth it just we're gonna do this and it's like whatever so i'm like okay that's stupid so i did the work in november came back early december and swiped my badge so to keep it active for a month again. And yeah. then we did all of our Christmas stuff, New Year's stuff, all of that. So then we just got back from Sydney's Christmas shenanigans. And then um, that first week back, I was going to have to make a trip to Hatch and to swipe my badge to keep it active through to the end of January when the outage actually starts and I travel in. So we got back. Um, had Saturday, Sunday, just to kind of, like, unpack everything, get groceries, get back into life. So then Monday, I text or email my manager, I don't know, and I'm like, hey, I need to come in sometime this week to swipe my badge. Is there a particular day that works best for you? I was thinking Thursday. And then he writes back to me, and he's like, yeah, Thursday's good. Just come to Hatch to swipe your badge and then plan on staying through to the rest of the outage. And I was like, what? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) 
So then me and Sydney were so excited. We just did all this holiday traveling and stuff. And, like, it's great to get out and go on vacation and see people and blah, blah, blah. But, like, as we've talked about, it can be kind of hectic. You're out of your normal. Mm-hmm. So we were really excited for this three weeks in January of just some me and Sydney time at home. And I had a bunch of, like, projects I wanted to work on at home, all this stuff I wanted to do. And then just it literally in a split second in the email, it was just immediately all gone. And I was like, ugh. That's a tough hit to take. Yeah. And not only did I lose all of that time at home, now I'm in the freaking damp hotel. Oh, it's the damp weeks. one? Yeah. Dude. Granted, my room this time is a little better. It's not as bad. But, like, yeah, I got taken away from where I really wanted to be and now have to be somewhere where I really don't want to be. That really sucks. So that whole day, I just felt like I was going to throw up. And then I went and uh, picked up Sydney from work and told her the news, and then she was super sad. So we were just, like, super sad for a night. But then... Yeah, because then I had to leave in like three days. Instead of having three weeks, I had three days, and Sydney was at work. So I I actually, though, tried to get all of the projects I wanted to do done in those three days. So I actually vlogged one day, so I might be posting that vlog soon. I thought that would be fun. Oh, and yeah, I tried to just spin my attitude real quick and be like, all right, well, we have three days. Let's do what we can. And, mm-hmm. like, spent a lot of time, spent as much time as I could with Sydney, um, got all the projects done. And then I came to Hatch, and then I, like, got into my hotel room, and I'm like, Ugh. and I'm like, if I let myself be sad, I'm going to be very sad for a very long time. So, like, let's try to establish some form of a lifestyle that I can be happy with. I know I'm not going to be, like, as happy as I would be at home. But, like, let's at least just, like, make this livable. So that's what I've been doing for the past three, four days now I've been here. Or I got here Thursday night, worked Friday, and now I've been here for the weekend. So, yeah. That's me. Dang, dude. I, like, I talked to Sydney the other day, but I really didn't think through just how crappy that is. Dude, it was like a piano fell on my head. Yeah. I was so sad. Oh, man, because that's like, that was your time before the whole of the spring season of outages. Yeah, so now I'm gone till April. 12 weeks. Yeah. Bye, Sydney. Ugh. But You're yeah. saying you might have a time to come back for like a weekend in a couple weeks? Maybe, yeah. Because like I said, it's a six-hour drive, so like you can do a weekend trip. But once the outage gets into full swing, I'm working 70 hours a week. I'm working 10 hours a day. Or no, 10 hours a day, 6 days a week. 60-hour weeks. So, like, I only get one day off a week, and you really can't make that trip on a one-day-off kind of deal. Oof. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm hoping maybe one weekend I'll get to go back before the outage starts up. But it was a sad week for Brian. Oh, so there was that. And then the next day, I've been trying to get a rental property, um, and that basically fell through for a very technical, stupid reason, and it was like, it was the uh, the guy who was supposed to give me a loan, it's his fault, basically, 
but uh. he found out way too late that he couldn't lend me money. So now I'm on the. So now I like lost a bunch of money in that deal because it was too late for me to like walk on the contract. So I like broke some rules, and they get to keep a bunch of money. What? That was. I got that news the day after, and I was like, ugh. And then the next day, wait. So I like found loan out, guy isn't on the hook for any of that? Um, he's refunding a bunch of stuff that. He's refunding some of it basically. Okay. And then my agent, too, was like, I'm really sorry this happened. Like, I'll give you some, like, discounts on the next deal we do or something. Like, people were really nice. People were kind of nice about it, but I was still just like, ugh, more bad news. And then the next day, I found out that I I didn't file my city taxes for mine and Mike's business last year. Oh, geez. So... So we're going to have to pay a bunch of, like, late fees for that. Ah, jeez. So it was just the old one, two, three. That one was 100% on me. But it's like I did all my federal taxes, all my state taxes, and I just forgot this one city tax. And I was like, come yeah. on. That's it was a sad week for Brian. Yeah. But, yeah, trying to keep the positive attitude. Um, I've had some good runs here. Um, I had a good long run today, so that was nice. Went out to, like, a little cafe for breakfast. I've been trying to explore the city a little bit and be, like... Because if I'm here for... I'm only here for, I think, eight weeks? But still, like, I'm like, this is basically home. I should try to, like, make this town feel like home. You yeah. Know? But this town is just sad. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's like all the houses are just, like, falling apart. Oh. Like, I don't know. I'm right next to a Walmart. <laughs> You could try to start a new family. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. In what capacity? Well, I mean, gestation is a big hang-up for sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but actually, um, I did <laughs> hang out yesterday with... Uh, so right now there's two project managers here and an administrative assistant. Um, so they all met at one of their hotel rooms yesterday and, like, grilled a little bit and, like, hung out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went over there and did that, and that was pretty fun. So I went over at, like, 2 o'clock, and then they were just watching football. He has this little grill that he brought. Um, Wait, is it an egg? An egg? Have you seen the egg grills? No. They're, like, the green, like, the egg. No. They're, like, big right now, that. I guess. Haven't seen it, and it was not that. Okay. But uh, it was basically like a tabletop, like George Foreman. Ah. But it was actually like propane, so I don't know. Ooh. It was like a small propane grill. Right. But yeah, so they made steaks. I got some veggie burgers. Um, we grew. What kind of veggie burgers? Um, they were Morning Star, like meat lovers, something. So I've heard it wasn't good things like about Morning Star or anything. Yeah, so it was basically what I would say is Morningstar's version of, like, Impossible or Beyond. Yeah. And it was pretty good. I was pleased. Cool. Um, but it, it was kind of weird, too, because, like, I'd say the median age of these people is, like, late 50s. Ooh. <laughs> so it was, like, me and all these older people. And it was like, I felt like I was hanging out how people... I felt like I was hanging out how adults would hang out in, like, the 50s or 60s. Oh, really? It was like we went over there and grilled and ate and we were drinking a little bit, but then, like, the two guys were just, 
watching football. Like, they sat on the couch and were watching football. And then the administrative assistant, who is a woman, um, brought Rummicube. Have you ever heard of that? It sounds familiar. Describe it. It's like it's like Rummy, but it, you play it with tiles. Oh. Yeah. So it was really fun. And you know me, I like card games and board games. So yeah. me and her were playing Rummicube, and then the two guys were just watching football. So I was like, I guess in this analogy, like, I'm a woman. <laughs> it was just like, I don't know, it seemed like an old traditional household where, like, the men are watching football and the girls are playing their tiles over on the <laughs> kitchen table or whatever, yeah. I see you bridge and raise you three bridges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then I ended up staying a lot longer than I thought I would because I was having fun in Rummy Cube and I also kind of felt bad leaving because the uh, woman was having so much fun playing. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, just ended up playing Rummy Cube for, like, six hours. <laughs> really? Yeah, because they were watching football. It's like one game would end, and they just flip to the next game, and then huh. watch that game, and then flip to the next game and watch that game. And I was like, wow, I've been here. It's 8 o'clock, and I've been here since 2. <laughs> Jeez. So I guess we only played for, like, four hours. But yeah. It was just fun to be with people. Yeah. Um, they are pretty cool. Dude, tell me about it. <laughs> Being with people, that's the bee's knees. <laughs> it's great, yeah. And I figured, I was like, these people are going to be my quarantine bubble for the next however many weeks. So, yeah, should be fine hanging out with them. Um, but yeah, that was fun. Yeah, just trying to make the most of my time here. Um, trying not to be too sad about being ripped away from home. It's like, <laughs> you know... I was talking to Sydney about it, and she's like, I just feel like you're not that sad about it. And I'm like, I'm trying really hard not to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we reference this comic all the time, but it's the one It's like, how to be an adult, do the dishes, walk the dog, fold your laundry, don't let the existential dread set in, don't let it set in. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like, go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's basically where I'm at right now. Yeah. Well... It appears though you're doing a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Good so far. Yeah. But and I suppose yeah, there's no real kind of my week. real good way to make that pill go down easier. Um, mm-hmm. What was I gonna say? Yeah, I'm one, I'm just getting getting geared up for classes on Monday, so I'm kind of trying not to let the uh, the dread creep in either. Yeah. But you know, the first day will just be syllabuses and stuff, so syllabi. Syllabi. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, everybody's got that dread right behind them they're trying not to look at. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh on and that, then oh wait. On that <laughs> right right before we started recording, I got that phone call that I had to take mm-hmm. and it was basically the project director being like, "Hey, so uh I basically for circumstances that are happening, he's like, "So I need you to come in early tomorrow and you might have to work a 10-hour shifts." And we're not getting paid overtime yet. <laughs> I was like, it's fine. <laughs> Why are you not getting paid overtime if you're working 10 hours? Like, not yet? What? Um, I don't know. Something about the contract with how the outage is and when the utility is willing to start paying the contractor overtime. Oh, man. Something about Adams. I don't think... He might make me work 410s, though. Okay. Or no, he said if I come in at... I kind of exaggerated. He said if I come in early, then I'll be allowed to leave eight hours after I get there. Okay. 
But I'm like, I kind of want to just work four tens because then it would make it easier to go home for a weekend, get a three-day weekend. That's true. So I don't know. But also we were getting all these corporate emails about GE really wanting everybody to take Martin Luther King Jr. Day off in interest of uh, diversity and inclusion and everything. Yeah. Um, and I asked the project manager, I was like, hey, are you getting all these emails? Like, are we going to get Martin Luther King Jr. Day off? And he was like, don't count on it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, but I mean, what? <laughs> but, but... <laughs> That's just kind of the job, though. I knew what I signed up for. Yeah, I knew what I signed up for. But they're still a little out of bounds, giving me three days' notice that I'm going to be gone for twelve weeks. I feel like that's a little out of bounds. I feel like I have some grounds to be slightly upset with them. Also, there's a girl now. I know. I want (laughs) to hang out with my girlfriend. Yeah. God, guys, just no one understands my life. I know, dude. Oh, man. Well, that stinks, but we should probably go ahead and wrap up the podcast at this point, shouldn't we? Yep. End it on a sad note, but we're gonna... It can only get better from here. Yeah, that's life sometimes. Guys, it's sad sometimes, so... You can't expect these podcasts to always be raise the sunshine. I mean, aside from my scat singing, that's always on point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's always... We can't end on a sad note when we go out with scat. Yep. But I suppose there's only one way to end this thing. Um, with an email. I forgot about it almost. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, I 100% forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yo, Wilson bros. Only a few minutes into the podcast and already dying laughing. Love the guest host today. She sounds super awesome. Wink. Sydney knows so little about football that I think it's funny you were looking to her for advice. I mean, the guys aren't even the same height. Also, talking crap about Alabama's fight works for me, just so you know. You'll probably be recording the next episode of the day of the day of the national championship, so roll tide for good nature. Ah, she got me to say it. Brian, hope to see photos (laughs) of you rocking your Bama gear, crying laughing face. All eyes on you. I don't think either of us knew that this was the national championship day. Is it today? It Is might it have tomorrow? Been yesterday. Dude, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to check that after the pod. And that ends our football segment for today's podcast. <laughs> um, Southern Sukutan is so much fun, and I can't wait to play with Sydney and Brian again. I think the sore losing was made worse on my end by being tired and then feeling so close to winning, and then Sid just accidentally won. Annoying. And Sydney, that's exactly what happened regarding that last game of Catan. Of course, if I wasn't honest and hadn't counted the roads, it might have ended up being different. Whatever. And no, <laughs> Kyle hates losing, especially losing by huge amounts. He finds no humor or joy in this. I would love to read your book about money and investing and financial fitness, Brian, so please work on that for my sake. Jay, I am very curious about this running spreadsheet that you work up for your friends. Well, dear listener, I would be overjoyed to make you a spreadsheet if you ever wanted one so just send a personal email um i loved hearing about your resolutions and how simple jays were with do now be on time etc because it really helped show it doesn't have to be super complicated to be effective another great episode looking forward to hearing more from y'all in 2021 sincerely the gifter of brian's new mic nice i also did get permission she gave uh she gave me permission to uh 
use her name on the air but yeah. i kind of want to continue not using it just because i think it's funny well i think it's like if one it gets us in a good habit two um i feel like it just makes sense to refer to somebody as they sign a letter you know like i'm treating yeah, email sure. like letters yeah Mm-hmm. So I do want to comment on one thing she said that might not have made sense where she was like, Sydney doesn't know anything about football. They're yeah. not even the same height. When we were watching the game, there was something about a targeting call. You remember? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but then one of Sydney's justifications for it not <clears throat> being targeting was that like they weren't the same height. <laughs> And then was trying to explain about, like, how people tackle and, like, they're not even the same height. And, like, she just said it, like, so charged and, like, angry. And everyone was like, Sydney, what? What does that have to do with anything? And I I think it made sense, but in her in her fluster of what she was trying to say yeah. it just like sounded very ridiculous like they're not the same height so they almost don't have an option to not target or something something like that yeah or like know. lowering your head yeah it's like you gotta get low to tackle someone bigger than you yeah lowest man wins man something about that um the national championship game is tomorrow at 8 nice. p.m so so we're good cool <laughs> recording this on sunday night there we go we'll come at you live but That's yeah, the thing though. It's like not... I want to comment on. That was like a long email. There was a lot in there. I feel like it's a stretch of how little we like are into football. Like even people who are like a little bit into football would watch the national championship if their state's school was playing. Yeah, I mean, I might have it on in the background tomorrow. No, yeah, but like I was completely unaware that it was tomorrow. Yeah, I I I would have known. I don't know. I'm not going to try to pretend here. I very well could have missed it. <laughs> I could have missed it. But, like, if someone brings it up, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's soon. But if yeah. nobody brought it up, it would not have crossed my mind. Well, there you go. So thank you, um, buyer of my new mic, for reminding us. Yeah, keep them coming. We love the emails. I did not bring my Alabama gear to Hatch. The Sydney's dad bought me a bunch of Alabama gear for Christmas. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> So, I have that now. But I also didn't bring Ohio State stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, I might have to wear a flying pig t-shirt. <laughs> I'll be wearing a neutral pale yellow cotton tee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. I'll wear my Hawaiian shirt. There you go. No, or you can just wear a plain red shirt. That would be pretty neutral. Plain red. Ooh, yeah. That could be good. Yeah. And someone will be like, hey, is that scarlet? <laughs> That's what... One of my gripes about OSU is that they're scarlet. <laughs> okay. You know what Cincinnati is? Red. <laughs> <laughs> Straightforward. Yeah. But I suppose that's all we have for this week. Um, thank you to all of our listeners for writing in. Um, also, thank you to the silent masses listening without emailing. We still love you even though you don't email, but we would love you more if you did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, until next week... Until the end of next week, and unless otherwise stated, I am Jay Wilson, he is Brian Wilson, and this has been The Weekly Wilson. Oh, short one this week, huh? Yeah, I figured I needed to rein it back in. I was getting a little overzealous. But, um, this might did, throw off how I line up the jingle, though. You think? 
I've been doing, I was doing, was it eight bars I was doing? I don't know, what's your time? That's absurd. <laughs> four, four, I feel like. It might be four bars. Four bars was my usual? I don't know. But anyway. listen back to the tapes. What I was thinking, I had eight bars in my head because I measured, that's how long the dishwasher ringtone is at Mary's house. Like the dishwasher's done jingle. It's oh, it's that measures. long. <laughs> yeah, eight measures of four four. I sat there and like counted in my head. I was like, it just keeps going. And like count out like just a random melody in your head, eight bars long. There's no appliance jingle that should be that long. I mean, it is a complete musical phrase. But, like, it has peaks and valleys. You could wrap it up in two, or even four. (laughs) (laughs) Here at the Weekly Wilson, we wrap it up in two. Yep. (laughs) We need to get merchandise with that phrase.